Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Ask the Expert. North Texas here on News Radio 1080 KRLD. I'm David Rankin. And I'm Kristen Diaz. We're so glad you're with us. Uh, we know that this is a very busy time. A lot of you parents getting your kids ready for back to school. Some of you have already started. It's kind of going in waves here in the Metroplex. And so regardless, if you have started or you're about to start, we need to talk about one big thing, about the germs that you know your kids are about to encounter in their classrooms. we got to make sure that our kids know how to pre- prevent from getting sick, especially and knowing how important it is to stay away from COVID, uh, stay protected from RSV and other types of viruses and illnesses that that go around with kids being back in school. Joining us this afternoon for today's Ask the Expert is Stephen Love. He is the president of the DFW Hospital Council. And Stephen, how much of a concern is the rise in COVID when we get all of our little ones back into the classrooms? Well, you know, there is a concern, but I certainly would say it's not a panic. For example, we've got about 200 people in our hospitals today with COVID-19. At this time last year, that was around 850. So that's good. But what we're watching is that slight uptick. About three weeks ago, we had less than 75 people in our hospitals with COVID. Now, as I mentioned, we have 200. So it reminds us of how contagious this disease is. And so we want to ask parents, not only COVID, but flu and RSV, let's practice good health habits. Is this something that uh, we've forgotten since the time of the pandemic, forgotten about washing hands, and we've kind of gone back into more kind of lazy thoughts about cleanliness? Yeah, I think it's a good point, David. I think probably we have. And I certainly would say when I talk to the infectious disease doctors, they encourage parents, especially as kids go back to school, wash your hands frequently at school. That's going to help not only with the flu, RSV, but of course, COVID. The second thing, if you're in the classroom and you notice one of your classmates maybe coughing a little more than normal or sneezing a little more, you want to try to stay your distance from them as much as you can. And so, yes, I think sometimes even adults, now that the pandemic has slowed and is essentially public health emergencies over, um, We've gotten a little slack on those washing the hands. You know, washing your hands, covering your cough, you know, or your sneeze using, you know, uh, Kleenex. Those are all things that, you know, we can learn and uh, make sure we emphasize at any level. I feel like they're 
comes to a time though when kids become teenagers and they want to maybe oh here have a sip of my 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 frappuccino in the morning or whatever it is you know that the kids start to like swap things and share things and you know put their mouth on the same cup or whatever that can also lead to things like mono right oh yeah when i talk to the doctors they say sharing liquid drinks as you indicated and those kinds of things can spread all kinds of viruses, including mono. And, you know, mononucleosis, as you know, can can be something that you really want to get treated uh, as soon as possible. We talk about COVID and, and, and what had happened in the last few years in dealing with a pandemic. And, and there's uh, yet another vaccine that's going to be coming out very soon for this new Eris version. Are, are, are we more phobic about vaccines, especially giving our kids the necessary vaccines that they would need to get into school for like just regular childhood diseases? Yeah, that's a really good question, David. And and I think people are, and, and I'll tell you why. You know, early on when the vaccines first came out for COVID, if you remember the first dosage were in two shots, you got the first shot, you waited 30 days and got the second shot. Since then, we've had additional shots, we've had boosters, and the fact that we continue to come out, which is good with additional vaccines, I think some people have gotten leery and said, you know, these things don't work. Uh, as a result, why do I keep getting vaccinated? But I think what they have to realize, for example, on the subvariants that come from Omicron, and as you mentioned, in the XBB family, and even this new variant, we have to continually change similar to what we do with the flu shot. You know, each year the flu shot's a little different and we hope that we're gonna get the most protection. But I can understand why people may go, you know, I'm just tired of this. We have to turn around and get a new booster every time. All I can say is talk to your professional, talk to your personal physician, and trust me, I think it's best to get the vaccines. What are some of the illnesses that we have seen as a result of people not getting vaccinated aside from from COVID? Well, you know, I think one of the things, unfortunately, that we saw early on in the pandemic, many of the people in the hospital, especially when Omicron was really rearing its ugly head about 12, 18 months ago, were people that did not get vaccinated who had underlying medical conditions, whether it be cardiovascular kidney, you know, other types of upper respiratory that unfortunately ended up in critical care and some even died. So I think if you really have underlying health conditions, and especially when you look at, say, RSV, if you're a child or if you're 60 and older, you really need to talk to your professional about, shouldn't I get this RSV vaccine? In fact, Kristen, they've even come up with a shot now. It's not a vaccine, but a shot that they'll give infants eight months and under to put the antibodies in them to help prevent RSV. One thing that we thought had disappeared for a while ago, and since we're talking about vaccinations for kids as they're going into school, one thing that they thought disappeared, Texas had its first case of measles in four years, just a month ago, so ago in Hood County. So even that disease is not as eradicated as people think. Oh, absolutely. You know, when I talk to the infectious disease doctors, they tell me measles is one of the most contagious 
uh, infectious disease out there. And it's just so important that parents look at some of the childhood vaccines pre-COVID that we thought about, chickenpox, uh, we think in terms of measles, and of course, whooping cough and so on and so forth. I think it's been proven that those vaccines work and that you should really be conscientious about getting your children vaccinated. You know, Stephen, there are a lot of people who they want reliable resources when they are ed becoming educated on these different types of vaccines. They want to know how are they made? What What's in it? What can possibly be a reaction to it? Um, what is a trusted source that you recommend our listeners check out? And I know a lot of people are going to go, oh, my goodness. But if you really go to the CDC website and you look at how they have meetings and how they go through, they have a lot of detail about the pros and cons related to vaccines. And the FDA even has material where when they approve a vaccine to be used, that's scientific, it's non-biased. And I think FDA, CDC, and then talking to your own personal physician would be three good sources of reputable information. I'm not saying that there isn't some information in other sources, but I certainly wouldn't get it off of social media. And that's where a lot of this comes from is the, the whole issue, for example, of those that claim that vaccines cause other conditions like autism. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, that's that's a discussion that uh, has been going on for quite a while. It's my understanding on the people that are really in the know and the physicians that have done research, that original a paper that came out tying autism to vaccines has been totally discounted. Uh, but unfortunately, it, it continues. And I think the main thing we can try to do is educate, listen to people, understand where they're concerned, and then do everything we can to encourage them to look at true facts and make an informed decision. We want everyone to stay safe and healthy during this school year and continue to have a good record with their health beyond this school year. Thank you so much, Stephen Love, again, president of the DFW Hospital Council. We appreciate your time today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.